Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 11. Angels at the Savior's birth woke with music all the earth. Shepherds in the eastern sky saw a pale star passing by, guiding them at break of day where the babe in meekness lay. Born the gracious news to tell, God with us, Emmanuel. Hymn number 11. Scriptural this morning will be given by Wendy from Georgia. Luke, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging, and hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went before rebuked him, that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight, thy faith hath saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God.
Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. kingdom is come, thou art ever-present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 337. Theories which thousands cherish pass like clouds that sweep the sky. Creeds and dogmas all may perish. Truth herself can never die. Hymn number 337.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. And I hope everybody had a lovely Christmas yesterday. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is an excellent training session in the practicalities of living Christian science. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you want to listen to it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you'll also be able to find it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school is available to children everywhere. It has its own teleconference number so that children who don't live in the area can attend by telephone. And many of our Sunday school children do just that. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, call us. We'll give you the number and we'd love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting that meets every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our meetings, there is a nursery for infants and toddlers, so you can bring the whole family. We will be having another Bible study in January, so check our website for the study questions and the dates and plan to join us in January for another lovely, enlightening Bible study session. And one more time, I will announce that the calendar for 2022 is still available. We still have some. We actually had to reprint it because it was a good seller. Anyway, we do have more available if you'd like one. The price is $15 for the first and 12 for each additional that are mailed to the same address. <clears throat> I'd like to uh, turn your attention to our website. And there's an article featured on our website that is an excellent reminder for this time of year. And it's entitled... Holy Days Are Every Day, written by our own Florence Roberts. Holy Days Are Every Day, recommended highly. And for those of you here in Plainfield, be sure to pick up your quarterly for the first quarter or your January full-text lesson sermon booklet, or both. You'll need them for next week. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Shahidat from Maryland. On page 454, I am an old school practitioner, have served as surgeon in two European wars, practiced medicine for about 10 years in New York City and Brooklyn, until my health compelled me to relinquish my profession. I became a victim of the morphia habit, taking daily 30 grains of that drug. My physicians declared me consumptive and abandoned all hope of recovery. Shortly after this, I made the acquaintance of a student of the author of Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, who presented me with her works. And as drugs did me no good, I stopped taking any whatever, save morphia, without which I thought it impossible to get along and to my astonishment began to gain in flesh, and my ambition returning in proportion. I finally felt that I would stop my loathsome habit of morphia eating, and did so in one week, 
without any discomfort worth mentioning. For a test, I administered one-fourth of a grain of morphia to the, to the aforesaid scientist hypodermically without the slightest physiological effect, clearly proving the existence of metaphysical laws. I have read science and health carefully and consider my present improved health solely due to mental influence by Otto Anderson, MD, from Cincinnati, Ohio. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 28 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Christian Science. The golden text is from Jeremiah. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for thou art my praise. The responsive reading is from Psalm. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Carol will now read. I will read from the Bible. Psalms. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye his saints, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Thou hast returned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth, and girded me with gladness, to the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Second Kings Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master, and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth, and went away, and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me, and stand, and call on the name of the Lord his God, and strike his hand over the place, and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Farper rigid? rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel, may I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, 
wouldest thou not have done it? How much rather than when he saith to thee, Wash and be clean? Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him, and he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. Matthew When Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth. And to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed at the selfsame hour. John There was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down, ere my child die. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then required he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth and himself believed, and his whole house. Revelation The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea, and his left foot on the earth and cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again, and said, Go, 
and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel, which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Bruce will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Jesus established his church and maintained his mission on a spiritual foundation of Christ healing. He taught his followers that his religion had a divine principle, which would cast out error and heal both the sick and the sinning. He claimed no intelligence, action, nor life separate from God. Despite the persecution this brought upon him, he used his divine power to save men, both bodily and spiritually. From beginning to end, the scriptures are full of accounts of the triumph of spirit, mind, over matter. Moses proved the power of mind by what men called miracles. So did Joshua, Elijah, and Elisha. The decisions by vote of church councils as to what should and should not be considered holy writ, the manifest mistakes in the ancient versions, the 30,000 different readings in the Old Testament, and the 300,000 in the New, these facts show how a mortal and material sense stole into the divine record, with its own hue darkening, to some extent, the inspired pages. But mistakes could neither wholly obscure the divine science of the scriptures seen from Genesis to Revelation, mar the demonstration of Jesus, nor annul the healing by the prophets, who foresaw that the stone which the builders rejected would become the head of the corner. Our Master healed the sick, practiced Christian healing, and taught the generalities of its divine principle to his students. But he left no definite rule for demonstrating this principle of healing and preventing disease. This rule remained to be discovered in Christian science. A pure affection takes form in goodness, but science alone reveals the divine principle of goodness 
and demonstrates its rules In the year 1866, I discovered the Christ science, or divine laws of life, truth, and love, and named my discovery Christian science. For three years after my discovery, I sought the solution of this problem of mind healing, searched the scriptures and read little else, kept aloof from society, and devoted time and energies to discovering a positive rule. I knew the principle of all harmonious mind action to be God, and that cures were produced in primitive Christian healing by holy, uplifting faith. But I must know the science of this healing, and I won my way to absolute conclusions through divine revelation, reason, and demonstration. St. John writes in the 10th chapter of his book of Revelation, And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was, as it were, the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire, and he had in his hand a little open book, and he set his right foot upon the sea, and his left foot on the earth. This angel had in his hand a little book, open for all to read and understand. Did this same book contain the revelation of divine science, the right foot or dominant power of which was upon the sea, upon elementary latent error, the source of all error's visible forms? The angel's left foot was upon the earth, that is, a secondary power was exercised upon visible error and audible sin. The still, small voice of scientific thought reaches over continent and ocean to the globe's remotest bound. The inaudible voice of truth is, to the human mind, as when a lion roareth. It is heard in the desert and in dark places of fear. It arouses the seven thunders of evil and stirs their latent forces to utter the full diapason of secret tones. Then, is the power of truth demonstrated, made manifest in the destruction of error. Then will a voice from harmony cry, Go and take the little book, take it and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. Mortals, obey the heavenly evangel. Take divine science. Read this book from beginning to end. Study it. Ponder it. It will be, indeed, sweet at its first taste when it heals you. But murmur not over truth if you find its digestion bitter.
truth's immortal idea is sweeping down the centuries, gathering beneath its wing the sick and sinning. My weary hope tries to realize that happy day when man shall recognize the science of Christ and love his neighbor as himself, when he shall realize God's omnipotence and the healing power of the divine love in what it has done and is doing for mankind. The promises will be fulfilled. The time for the reappearing of the divine healing is throughout all time. And whosoever layeth his earthly all on the altar of divine science drinketh of Christ's cup now and is endued with the spirit and power of Christian healing. In the words of St. John, he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. This comforter I understand to be divine science. Today, the healing power of truth is widely demonstrated as an eminent eternal science instead of a phenomenal exhibition. Its appearing is the coming anew of the gospel of on earth peace, good will toward men. This coming as was promised by the Master, is for its establishment as a permanent dispensation among men. But the mission of Christian science now, as in the time of its earlier demonstration, is not primarily one of physical healing. Now, as then, Signs and wonders are wrought in the metaphysical healing of physical disease, but these signs are only to demonstrate its divine origin, to attest the reality of the higher mission of the Christ power, to take away the sins of the world. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 25. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Blessed Christmas morn, though murky clouds pursue thy way, thy light was born where storm enshrouds nor dawn nor day. Hymn number 25.
Let's now sing hymn number 417. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. Hymn number 417. I will read from the Christian Science textbook. The scientific statement have been on the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter, or its infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Beloved, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us? that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that had this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. James, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh from the Father of light, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Amen. <laughs> 